4: out there to everybody. Thank you all for joining me on tonight's Andrea K. Coming at you from the rainy San Diego studios here in AM 1170. But you know what? It's always sunshine. Anytime I get to share this hour with you all out there, everybody who's watching and commenting on Facebook Live, follow me on Twitter. Everybody on the drive home. Hopefully you're you're inside your car and you're you're taking your time getting home and and keeping it safe out there. I'm here with you throughout this next hour. Anybody wants to chime in, please feel free free to do so. I got a packed show, but you know what? I always like to take a few minutes to talk to all you guys out there. I got TVs on in the studio here, but we got the sound off because we really ain't interested in what any of them have to say. We want to hear from you all. So call me. Tell me what's on your mind. I already see some comments happening on Facebook Live, but the number here in studio is eight eight eight. 344-1170. 344 eleven seventy. We are live. It's cute. we'll be uh, keeping our eyes on the muted T V screens to see what's happening out in DC. And also keeping eyes on the on the wheel and on the boards and on the phones is none other than DJ Kirit Stuk's. DJ
5: Curt Sticks.
4: Keeping my eyes on the wheels. Or am I watching Wheel of Fortune here? <laughs> Oh, the wheels of steel. <laughs> the wheels, the ones are, and twos. Yeah, baby. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, y'all. Yeah, I'm not really good with the with the metaphors and with the analogies, although I try to be. Uh, but you know who? And the Republican Party is never really good with wordage, right? It's like the left is so brilliant with word, you know, games that they play and how they're able to craft really clever narratives. Well, you know who gave them? Who's given them a run for their money on the shutdown situation, the Schumer shutdown. A Republican came up with that. I was like, hey, well, you know what? Maybe they are taking a page out of Trump's book. How's that for an analogy? Because you know what? Trump proved to the Republican Party that they don't have to continue to listen to the consultant class behind the scenes that's telling them that you can't be honest, that you can't be blunt, that you've got to be a gentleman and show up and only speak certain words. Show up with the spork from KFC while the, the other side shows up with a machete to, to cut your head off. OK, see, we we've been playing by the rules, but the left hasn't for a long time. And you know what? The, the right, the Republican Party is pushing back. I, I still wish that in spite of the fact that everybody knows what the rules are and that it takes, takes 60 votes, the Republicans still have control. I wish they had gotten rid of that 60 vote rule, gone to a straight majority. And, you know, even but even without that come together if McCain isn't capable, health-wise, to come and vote on these key issues, he really should have given up his, his seat. However, it is clear to the American people, really, who is playing the shutdown game, who's trying to put the hurt on the American people in order to put the hurt on the Republican Party. It's the left. It's the Democrats. And if they don't come to the table, it, it's if there is any damage on anybody, it's going to reflect on the Democrats. The reality is, though is that nobody's ever really hurt whenever there's a shutdown. I talked last night, Mama worked for the federal government for 40 years. No, she didn't suffer. And the military really doesn't either because they continue working, but they get repaid uh, for the time that they worked during the shutdown. The only military that really got hurt last time in 2013 was intentional pain that was inflicted on, I think it was some World War II veterans that tried to go to a memorial, a, a service at the World War II memorial and the Obama administration in intentionally shut them down and didn't allow them uh, to participate in that. And you know what? I got to thinking about uh, you know all the different stories and everything that was happening. Today we had a historic march, the March for Life. Sure. And I got to thinking about all this and, and analogies and stuff. And it's and, and I was thinking about a tale of two marches because we've got the March for Life today and we've got the March for, for Women around the country, I guess. At least we have it here in San Diego. And I got to thinking a tale of two marches. I got to thinking, you know, ultimately it's always a tale of two faces with the Democrats because no matter what they say they're marching for, it's really about what they're marching against and then you can even flip it if there's something that they say they're marching against you can guarantee yourself that the opposite is really what they're marching for like tonight with this shutdown they're pretending that they're really the ones the democrats are they're pretending that they're really ones marching on behalf of american values and compassion when the reality is is there's no compassion for anybody who's an american citizen at play for the Democrats right now, they're really marching on behalf of illegals. However, they're actually not even really marching on behalf of the illegals, DACA or otherwise, because what they re- they don't care about them. Because what they're really arguing for, all of what they're marching for, is really about power, because that's ultimately what they're about. You look at the um, the tomorrow's uh, March for Women march to protest, and what was it? That's the the first annual. It was really started last year to protest a free and fairly elected president that was elected by many American women. So you're not marching for women when you're when you're trying to unseat or you're trying to call for the impeachment of a man who was a, elected by women. And these same women last year, they're protesting an American president who was elected fairly in an American system, standing shoulder, shoulder to shoulder with a woman, who, Linda Sarsour, who pushes for a system that subjugates women. How is that a march for women? A, you're standing there with a woman who pushes a system that stones women for being raped and, and supports female genital mutilation. How is that a march for women? How is it a march for women when you're intentionally excluding conservative women? It's not a march for women. It's certainly not a, a, a march for the lives of women. It's, it's against the lives of women because they're, when they're arguing, when they're standing there marching with a woman who is supporting a system That stones women for being raped. Contrast that with the actual real March for Life, which is a real March for Women, and that happened today. The March for Women is really a march against life. The March for Life today was really the March for Women. Because you can't argue that you're arguing for anybody's lives when the most basic right of a human being is the right to life and the right to be born. And you can't tell me that you're marching, you're ever marching for science when you're denying the fact that it's not her body, her choice, but it's a separate human being with its own separate DNA. So everything they march for, is it's always the opposite. But let's talk about who's real. And when he marched and when he campaigned to be a president for life, He meant it. President Trump was the first. He's been the most conservative, most pro-life president the United States have ever had. He looked Hillary Clinton in the eye during those debates and said when he discussed late-term abortion, he said that is a child. And he was the first sitting president to come and speak today. I know it was via videotape, but today's March for Life. The Democrats are always, you know, it, it, it it's painful. Actually, it's gotten painful. Actually, the tale of two faces as they constantly try to speak out of both sides of their face. And you know what? The American people are onto it. I hope they continue down this road because, in spite of the media saying that, you know, President Trump, all these articles coming out today about how, you know, 2018, he's got far to fall. This is just going to be the worst year for him. That whether it's the whether it's this phony March. For, for, you know, American values, i.e. DACA, to shut down the government by the left, or whether it's the phony march for women. What it's all about right now is, it and, and the phony march against Russian in- involvement in our election, it's all about trying to destroy President Trump because he's winning. We're going to pick this uh, conversation up on the other side of the break with Sidney Powell, because we're going to talk about the march that was supposed to be against Russian interference, but it's really not. Stay tuned, More Andrew Andrea K. Show coming up.
6: Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E.
7: If you don't have an estate plan,
0: At Peterson Dean our hearts go out to those affected by the recent natural disasters. There's no question we'll continue to see events like this and that power outages will continue to occur as a result. The good news is that with our cutting-edge energy storage battery, you have security and peace of mind that your home maintains power and connectivity even when the grid goes down. Plus, the battery provides even more cost savings by storing the energy during the day and then deploying power intuitively at night. You beat the high time-of-use utility rates and have backup power in case of a disaster. All this month, by any 12-panel or more solar system from peterson dean and with your good credit add an lg storage battery for only 29.99 per month using available federal and state incentives that's right the battery is less than 30 bucks a month when purchased with a new peterson dean solar system just call 888-857-7998 888-857-7998 that's 888-857-7998 cslb 468117
8: Snoring. It's not funny. And it's definitely not normal. It's actually a sign that you're not breathing properly while you sleep. And you're probably ruining your partner's sleep as well. If you have a blocked or narrow nose, then you're more likely to open your mouth to breathe, resulting in the loud, noisy sounds of snoring. But now, thanks to an Australian innovation called Mute, the answer to your snoring problem may be right under your nose. Mute is an easy to use and comfortable nasal dilator that sits inside the nose and supports your airway, keeping it open while you sleep. It helps you breathe more easily through your nose so you can keep your mouth closed. In trials, 75% of couples reported a reduction in snoring when using Mute, allowing them both to enjoy a better night's sleep. Mute is available now at Walgreens, GNC or your local drugstore. Find your nearest store at MuteSnoring.com. Mute breathe more snore less sleep better
6: am 1170 the answer you're listening to the andrea k show on am 1170 the answer
4: welcome back to the andrea k show no i'm not talking tonight at all by the way about the stormy summers dopey story it's just one you know that the democrats are looking they're so you know desperate you know they're they're Looking at the Schumer shutdown and going, you know what? I don't think that's going to work. This Mueller investigation is blowing up in our faces. Um, You know what? what Can we do? Oh, I know. Let's go back to the. Let's go back to the the woman angle. You know, it's just absolutely ridiculous. You know, and and I think they're also trying. The reason why they're coming out with that right now is because we do have. As I was talking about before the break, we've got uh, the the uh, Trump's anniversary of his inauguration is tomorrow, and so they're trotting back out the women's movement, the March for Women which is absolutely stupid because it's kind of stupid to talk about anybody's rights when the right to li- when they don't want to allow the right to life to other women to occur. Because they're actually and 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 they're also, you know, pretending like they, you know, the the march for women is as insincere as the Black Lives Matter movement, okay? Because neither one is about anybody's lives because this march for women movement is really a march for abortion, and you can't act as though you care about anybody's at Black Lives when you support an organization That was funded and founded specifically for the purpose of destroying black lives and eradicating them. It's ridiculous. But what else do they march for? They've been marching now since before the inauguration and certainly since on this phony we're against Russian uh, collusion in the election. Well, now, supposedly, there is this memo uh, floating around that's kind of connecting the dots between what a lot of people have suspected. And, you know, there's a push right now for uh, hashtag release the memo. Well, one of the people that's been involved in exhaustively involved in investigating the Department of of justice and its corruption for years. And uh, she's been all over the media talking about it, is Sydney Powell. She's been on the Andrea K. Show many times. Welcome back, Sydney.
9: Thank you so much, Andrea. It's always great to be with you and my friends in California. Well,
4: yeah, um, you know, there lots of people here. We may be a blue state, and we may be crazy here in California, but there's lots of us that are sane here, and we are. Many of us out here are joining the rest of America, saying #hashtag release this memo, Sydney. What what have you heard? We we kind of know what's in it because those of us who've been paying attention understand that there was never any actual probable cause to allow a Democrat sitting president to surveil and spy on uh, the opposition party's candidate. We've been asking for a while. We hear that there's this dossier uh, that was basically a defamation file involving a foreign agent who was paid by the Russians. Then we find out that uh, he was actually hired was by-, by
9: the Hillary Clinton campaign. And- right. right. So and, oh, by the way, Obama's uh- Pack sent 972000 uh, over there for that, too, I think.
4: Right. So we know all that. So what is in this memo that we don't know? And do you know?
9: I, I don't know. It's uh, still classified, and I have not been privy to it. But I think it's going to actually name some names and tie together all the dots that I've pretty much put together otherwise. I just published an article in the Daily Caller called Release the Memo. Robert Robert Mueller's mission creep, and I also describe it as a case of creeps on a mission to destabilize <laughs> and destroy the president. I, th- I think it's both. we got mission creep and we have creeps on a mission. Yeah. Uh, and my uh, Twitter handle is at Sydney Powell, the number one, before I forget it. I would yeah. like for everybody to retweet all this as much as possible and yes. get it out there. But there was a fight the court decision a number of months ago that was finally unclassified. And it shows that the FISA court itself found abuse of the surveillance process and the FISA laws by the FBI, Mm -hmm. the upper echelon of the FBI, and even noted uh, an institutional lack of candor by the NSA, emphasized it was a very serious Fourth Amendment issue, uh, found that the FBI had given unlimited and unfettered access to FISA information by a largely uh, uh, organization largely staffed by private contractors, which is a complete violation of the FISA law, mm-hmm. that they had access to the FISA information that went well beyond what was necessary, and um, the court found that their disclosures were improper for many reasons. The government even acknowledged that. And it was a process of deliberate decision-making in the upper echelon of the FBI, including the presumably FBI lawyers who prepared and reviewed an interagency memorandum of understanding. And we need to thank Admiral Michael Rogers for getting this information out to begin with. I think he's the one who discovered the violations and brought it to the attention of the FISA court at the mm-hmm. risk of James Clapper and other Obama people trying to have him fired.
7: All right.
4: Well, speaking of firing, uh, Representative Matt Gaditz from Florida says not only will the release of this memo result in DOJ firings, but people will go to jail. J- you uh, need to
9: go to jail. Yes. I mean, it is an absolute outrage. I can't really use the words on air I'd like to use to describe it.
4: But well, it's these absolutely.
9: People need to be prosecuted to the maximum limits of the law.
4: And I don't, th- I don't, and, and what I don't understand is, and DJ and Carrot Sticks and I were talking about this last night, or it might have been the night before last, uh, you know, when we, it was the 20th anniversary of the exposure of Bill and Hillary Clinton. And I, and I was telling him that was the first time in, in my life that I could remember as an American when, when the president of the United States was able to break the law, lie under, under oath, and, and, and just get away with it and thumb his nose at it. And I think that that's one reason why slowly the American people have been desensitized to elected officials committing crimes all over the place and or and or like people like this in the DOJ doing it behind the scenes you know Eric Holder never was held accountable and it, and I'm concerned that the American people are sloughing at least some Americans not enough Americans seem to be hysterical over this the fact that the jackboot of tyranny we had the Obama administration and its Department of Justice and FBI the people that are sworn to protect American citizens from enemies, foreign and domestic, are the enemies
9: themselves. Exactly. Literally trying to frame and obstruct and corrupt justice by going against the leading candidate for the opposition party using the state and the tool, all the tools at its disposal to spy on that candidate. And I know it went all the way to the White House. In fact, the the uh, FISA court decision shows that they the FBI shut down access to fusion gps i think it was like april 18 2016 and the very next day the conservative treehouse pulled the white house visitor logs and you can go to their website and see and also linked in my article it should be that um mary jacoby the wife of fusion gps glenn simpson went over to the white house the day after that access was denied
4: wow why has it not already been released
9: Uh, Well, the Democrats obviously don't want it released. Other than that, I I don't know why, because I thought the Republicans would have had enough votes that they could have released it today. I mean, it should be released immediately. The Americans are uh, citizens, taxpayers are entitled to know the truth.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's, it, you know, I, I'm thinking, you know, I'm hearing Jim Jordan talk all tough, you know, on TV about it. And, and you know, and, and then the question is asked, well, you know, what does it take to get this thing released? And he says, basically, a simple vote. And they have, obviously, they have the majority in the House. And the question was posted, why hasn't happened yet? And you know what, he was kind of stumped for a second. It was like, there's really no excuse. You know, there's there's absolutely absolutely no, no excuse. excuse. And to me, the the only explanation I can think of then is that there's too many Republicans in the swamp that don't want uh, that either that either they've been a part of it or somehow some way or they've got a buddy who's been involved in this and they want to protect them. Or it's just this old boys network of, well, we're not going to expose anybody on the left because what if it you know, what if we've been involved in something shady? We all got to protect each other kind of thing. I
9: think we're going to find the swamp is pretty wide and pretty deep, and I I mean, I know Bruce Orr is going to be implicated by it. I suggest in my article on The Daily Caller that, you know, he he may very well be pleading the Fifth Amendment when he's called to testify in front of Devin Nunes' committee. He's already been demoted twice for his secret Mm -hmm. meetings with fusion gps on the Steele dossier
4: but yet he's still on the payroll see this is yeah, what he's still yeah on the
9: government payroll i find that absolutely appalling
4: i find it, you know i'm even finding it, we're still finding it appalling that you know some some of the democrats uh, just, you know pundits are coming out today and saying but you know what this memo was written by these republicans you know they they have an axe to grind here an agenda and it's like well hello like Mueller, rosenstein peter Strzok, and the rest they'll, they'll act as though peter Strzok's text messages are are, are meaningless as he talks about you know the uh, the insurance policy and how he can smell Trump supporters at Walmart. That's not supposed to matter. Um, right. But yeah, you know it, it's okay for him to have a political opinion. But you well, know, if I,
9: there's a problem with the memo, then they need to give us absolutely all the documents that underlie it, so everybody can read all of it. Yeah, and there's if there's no reason right. for any of this to be secret now, because all it's going to reveal is egregious misconduct by the upper echelon of the FBI, the DOJ, and running all the way to the White House house remember susan rice was doing a lot of unmasking and so was the the uh, Obama person at the uh, United S- Nations, Samantha name, Power remember at the moment, Samantha yeah. Power.
4: Yeah. Some, yeah. you it's no one, you shouldn't remember her name because you know what, somebody from the UN when that, what the heck is she supposed to be? We shouldn't even know her name. That's how low level she is, but she's been, but she's unmasking people. Like I, th- I can't remember how many, it was like every day. It was like every day she was, she was uh, unmasking people. Cindy Powell, tell everybody one more time how they can um, read your article.
9: Read it on the Daily Caller. It's got hashtag um, release the memo, stop Robert Mueller's mission creep. And it also contains the words creeps on a mission. It's a fun <laughs> read. <laughs> and there are lots of links in it to the actual documents and everything. So you can go read for yourself and uh-huh. follow me on Twitter at Sydney Powell One and read my book, License to lie Exposing Corruption in the Department of Justice, which by the way I effectively self published in twenty
4: fourteen. Yes, I was I had you on my show back then when you when you first you put did. it up.
9: You've been a long time supporter. I really appreciate
4: it. Well we appreciate you, Sydney. And you know who else we appreciate? Thanks for being here. We appreciate John Ratzenberger, who's going to be with us when we come back from the break. He is working that, you know, I've talked about it so many times, how the left has taken over education system and he is working hard to take it back. You're not going to want to miss this segment. Stay tuned.
6: Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and like her Facebook page at
7: Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. From your friends at Whistle Realty, we want to let you know that we have moved our show from Wednesdays at 6 p.m. to our new home each Saturday at 3 p.m. right here on AM 1170, The Answer. All of the great local real estate content can now be found each and every Saturday afternoon at 3 p.m. Your host, Kyle Whistle, will inform you, educate you, and entertain you with his valuable information and great on-air guests. Be sure to tune in this Saturday and every Saturday at 3 p.m. for Whistle Weekends with Kyle Whistle.
0: Shop the annual Winter White Sale at Everett Stuns.
3: Known for the world's finest beds, bedding, and bath products, you'll find Italian linen, Egyptian cotton, and luxury down and silk pillows at great prices at Everett Stuns.
0: And right now, you can save up to 40% on Yves Delorme Bed and Bath at the Winter White Sale. Includes all the beautiful French bed linens and down from their exclusive collections.
3: Or refresh your bed and save 20% on all other fine European linens and down store-wide. Including pillows, duvets, cashmere throws, allergy control covers, and more. Save 20% even on custom orders.
0: Visit the beautiful Everett Stun Showplace on Girard next to Harry's Coffee Shop in La Jolla.
3: Or take advantage of these same winter white sale prices when you shop online at everettstuns.com.
0: Everett Stuns is the only destination where one visit is worth thousands of luxurious nights.
3: Hurry in for the annual winter white sale. Going on now for a limited time only.
6: You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on AM 1170, The Answer.
4: Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. I am so fan crushing right now. I am so excited to have our next guest here. Most of you know him. Who doesn't know him as legendary Cliff Clavin on the smash show Cheers. I think it's the top two TV show, at least comedy in the history of the country. He is also the only actor to have voiced a character in every Pixar film. But how many people know that John Ratzenberger's true passion is to inspire the next generation of skilled tradesmen. John is Hollywood's most outspoken advocate for American manufacturing, something you know is near and dear to my heart. He's an advocate for skilled labor and the companies that are our nation's foundation. He is a hard hat loving, proud American working to make America great again and make the trades great again. And I am greatly honored to have him on the Andrea Kay show tonight. John, welcome to the show.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you, Andrew, and thank you for opening them up with uh, that song with Hi Ho, Hi Ho, It's Off to Work We Go.
4: I know! That's, that's such a that classic. Sort of song.
1: Well, everybody else uh, starts it off with the theme from Cheers, so I have to hand it to uh, your producer there to, to, for changing it up.
4: Well, hat tip to you. Um, you know, I got to tell you, and again, I got to fan geek a little bit before we get into to the the topic at hand uh, those who know me well know that um so at least two to three times a month somehow i work a cliff Claven reference into my conversation oh. <laughs> <laughs> that that is how meaningful that character has been to me and my sister has long time claimed the title of the cliff Claven in the family so we just love you so much thank you so much uh for the many laughs you've given us but also i have to thank you for being um a, and I don't even know how how it came about, how you being such a talented, amazing actor has a passion for the trades and the the working man out there. Where'd that come from?
1: Well, I grew up in uh, a factory town back east, Richport, Connecticut. And so my growing up was surrounded by very capable people who knew how to make and build things and fix things and and invent things. So to me, that was just a natural way of life. I was a child... I assumed everybody was like that. But then as I struck out on my own, I found out little by little that not everybody is like that. And then when they canceled shop classes about Mm -hmm. 30 years ago, when they took over the school system and canceled shop and and home ec and uh, those practical classes, Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I knew just by doing the math that we're going to run out of people that know how to make and build things. And, And we're at that point now.
4: Well, um, and, and you know what? I didn't even yeah. know that that had happened to our schools because when I was right. in school, I took home ec. And by the way, I won the state competition for my home ec class. Uh, my family joked, the same sister who calls herself the Cliff Clavin of the family joked because it was a written exam and she says I couldn't boil water, um, but which is not true. <laughs> but I also, my other favorite class was I actually made a bookcase when I was in the seventh grade in my seventh grade shop class. And I, I'm the daughter of two Marines. And I carried that bookcase around with me as we moved around different duty stations, and I was just so proud of myself. I, I did end up going to college because I didn't, you know, I didn't have much ability with my hands, but I, I'm proud that I am the only person in my family to have gone to college. I'm the daughter of two Marines, my brother works in sheet metal, my sister runs a construction company, and I kind of I kind of always had the feeling that I was kind of the lesser in the family because I didn't have any talent That's in, with my hands. That's the kind of mindset I came from, but it seems as though somehow America took a shift to where starting to demonize the trades, demonizing skilled workers, and trying to push everybody towards college, and maybe oh, that's, that's why that's, they took shop class out.
1: No, that's the, that all started in the '60s. The the mindset but don't forget when you have songs uh, from the, like from the Beatles, the uh, uh, "Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds." You know, picture yourself in a boat down the river with tangerine trees and marmalade skies. Now, basically, they're saying do drugs, hallucinate, and float down the river in a boat. Now, my question always was, since then, uh, who built the boat?
10: Someone <laughs> out, ha- right?
1: <laughs> someone has to have the skills and the tenacity and the focus to actually build the boat so, that the, so we can function on a day-to-day basis.
10: Mm-hmm.
1: But that's my point, because we're running out of those people, because... Uh, we haven't raised our children and using tools. In fact, we don't even let our kids go out and play. At, at one point, we were all outside playing uh, uh, you know, uh, tree houses, building tree houses, fixing our own bicycles.
4: Yeah, and, yeah. Oh, I mean, today the, oh. kids, the, today the kids are addicted to these devices. You know, when I was a kid, it was like my parents sent me out with a spoon and a bucket, told me to go, you know, play in the dirt.
1: Yeah, go dig a swimming pool. Yeah. <laughs> but the the, the 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 point being that we were we thought we were playing outside, but in actuality we were problem solving mm. and we we didn't know it as a matter of fact the, uh, one of the retired commandants of West Point uh, I asked him that question where did the most uh, where, are the, where do the best officers come from and without skipping a beat, he said farms uh. and so we talked we talked about that, but that's what it, what it came to is that from a very young age, you're doing hands-on work, and you're problem-solving. Now, it doesn't mean you can't go to college. It just means that you'll be a more competent, well-rounded college student. If you also, for instance, know how to fix an engine or mm-hmm. hang a screen door, mm-hmm. it doesn't, doesn't make any difference. But that that's what well-rounded is.
4: Yeah, and in fact, think, I... S- if- Oh, excuse me for interrupting. In fact, I thought I saw a quote from you as you've been going around, and I want to talk a little bit about the fact that you actually were appointed to be on President Trump's task force on apprenticeship expansion, and which is absolutely amazing, by the way. Congratulations! Because on, on that, on ta- that, you're among some high steppers in that. I mean, Betsy DeVos, uh, the CEO of the National Association of Manufacturers, the CEO of Northrop, Man, you're, you're uh-huh. among some greats on that task force. What are y'all doing there?
1: Well, it's uh, the first thing, I I better go out and buy a new suit. And <laughs> in, in, amongst all that, August audience. Well, what we're doing is we we separated the groups, tried to tackle each aspect of how to get uh, apprenticeships uh, back in vogue and uh, and and get kids and parents interested and in building things. Basically, is what it what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. You you had a you had a point when you built that bookshelf. You said you were so proud mm-hmm. of building that. Well, that is what self-esteem really is. You didn't get a trophy for showing up. Mm-mm. What you got was a, a trophy that you built yourself. And I'm I would uh, I'm surprised you still don't have it. Because most people, when they go through 7th, 8th grade and build something, if they can, they'll they'll, they'll have it all their lives. Well, my, my mother has it. it.
4: My mother has it. Yeah, so it's... See? There, there yeah. you
1: go. That's my point. Yeah. So you can look at it. Yeah. Every time you see that shelf, that's, that is what real self-esteem is. You've accomplished something, and we've taken that away from our children. So it affects the whole civilization. It's not just kids, but it affects everybody. Because you're going to want somebody showing up who actually knows what they're doing in order to fix the elevator.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and in fact, I, I saw a quote from you as you've been going around because you've been traveling around. You've spoken in front of Senate, uh, the Senate, and different committees. You've gone gone around and spoken right. to businesses and different organizations. And I saw a really important point that you brought out. You talked about it's great that we've got all these STEM classes going on in schools right now—science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. But these kids still—they uh-huh. still don't—they they still don't, don't need to understand that they got to know how to put things together in, in, in order to well, make a but, lot of their but, ideas work. Correct.
1: Well, it's uh, a lot of the STEM classes is assembly, because you have prefab uh, parts mm-hmm. that you can put you can put together and attach batteries or wires to it and make it work. But what I'm talking about is starting from scratch mm-hmm. with an idea, a piece of paper, drawing it out uh, using a ruler. I mean, it, it'll surprise a lot of people to know that most children graduate from high school without the ability to read a simple ruler. Wow! Now, if you have a child. Like that, they're not going to be able to be trained to do anything with their hands, fix things, build things. And once again, they can go on to become an attorney, a stockbroker, makes no difference at all. But if you can also take care of yourself and be competent, basically, that's you've, you've got your own trophy.
4: Well, yeah, and you know what? It might be a good idea right now if you're going to go b- try to get your comma JD with the with the over how many attorneys we have that maybe have a skill that you can fall back on. One of the things that I've heard that you've talked about is the industrial tsunami. You know, we've got President Trump right now. We I don't I think it was like 196 thousand manuf- new manufacturing jobs were created. We, right. w- while we've got an aging out skill set there, and we've got too many kids coming out of college with these liberal arts degrees and 200 thousand dollars in debt, and they don't have the skill to do the jobs that are in demand right now, and that's another reason why we need these shop classes, correct?
1: All right. That's why the task force was formed, because we're going to have more and more jobs available, and we need the people to fill those jobs. And other people, you, they don't realize that it's not like working in a manufacturing facility in 1932 with a lot of smoke and grease. I mean, the, the modern manufacturing facility is almost like a hospital floor, You're yeah. spick and span. And you make a good wage. I mean, even for welders now, you start off at seventy to $80,000 a year. Now, that's, more, was, uh, th-
4: that's more than a lot of attorneys. A lot of a new graduates out of law school are making.
1: Right, and you don't have student loans to pay back. But it's also a skill that the importance about, because I, I was a carpenter before I became an actor as a house framer. And the beauty of that is, when you go home at night, you leave your work at work. Mm -hmm. You don't have any worries. When you put your head on the pillow, you go to sleep. You don't worry about uh, uh, some contract or Mm -hmm. some deal that's going south on you. You get back to work, and it's just there, right there, how you left it. Well, I... I... Go ahead.
4: Oh, I was just going to tell everybody that you know it's it's just amazing to me how you're you're dedicating your time to this and in your life to this there's so much that you could be doing you know if I was you I'd probably be I probably would have bought an island by now and I'd be out sipping a little you know a little drink out of a coconut shell but you're going around to events there's a there's a big uh, education forum next month in Anaheim uh, that's the truth I've right. talked about it on my show that's my retirement plan I'm gonna go braid, braid hair on the beach in the Caribbean somewhere um, but you're gonna be speaking at an event next month in education forum Forum on February 17th um, right. and, and the website for that for all the details for that is ret- uh, returnshopclass.com as you're going around and speaking at events like this what advice do you give when you're talking to businesses and uh, unions and educators on on how to go ahead and bring these skills back and why it's so important and I'm asking that because right now today in San Diego in the Unified School District there's a budget deficit and you know they're fretting over whether or not they're going to get enough custodial service and this and that. Right. Even, they're not even talking about cu- the curriculum. How do you rally them and, 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 and speak to them?
1: Well, I, I try to give them an overview of civilization really. And, and, and say, uh, try to make them realize that civilization depends on someone who has the ability to put a nut and a bolt together. It has nothing to do with actors or sports celebrities but everything to do with people that know how to use tools and own a toolbox and can sh- can show up at work and weld and pound nails and that's that's what that's what built civilization. So I, because I, also a lot of this is my fault because I helped build the stage at Woodstock. I was a journeyman carpenter. And and because of that, if I had known all the damage that was going to do for <laughs> that generation, I would have rigged that state to collapse for sure. But uh, so I, I was there, right in the middle of it, when when this uh, this this really curse or disease yeah. started to spread.
10: Mm-hmm. And
1: that's what it is. Um, but more and more people uh, are realizing that the the beauty of being able to build stuff. And I think if if we can get Taylor Swift to sing a song about you know, she just likes guys who know how to use tools uh, I think the problem be solved overnight.
4: <laughs> I got to get back though to something you said that that civilization is based on who who knows how to use a tool. And I was just flashing on what used to be my favorite show till they wore me out on it and bored me to tears with it, it was Survivor. You know if you were out if you were one of the people out the cast of Survivor, you weren't hanging out with a dude who was an attorney back home. You were hanging out right. with a dude who who was a contractor or a builder back home because he was the one who was going to build you a hut. To sleep under, he was the one that was going to be able to to fashion you some protection, some you know, maybe you know, carve out some knives and be able to go out and catch some fish, right?
1: Right. Right. They actually did a survey on that in uh, several colleges nationwide. Of if you were on a deserted island, which profession would you want to be with you? Uh, And uh, pretty much, one hundred percent came out carpenter. Wow. Oh, well, there you go. We well,
4: well, that me- that puts you right at the top of the list, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. So right? I rent
1: myself out of the apocalypse, yeah.
4: Because they didn't say actor. They didn't say that that was going to be the top of the list. No. <laughs> no
1: it's, that's, that's what always uh, I was uh, always head-scratching about, of why are they going to actors for advice? I mean, there's some very intelligent actors, and, mm. and there's some very dear friends, and mm-hmm. I'm one myself. But you go to a farmer for advice. You don't go to an actor.
4: Exactly. (laughs) Last question for you before we've got a break. Um, I don't know uh, if you've been paying attention to all the shenanigans going on back in D.C. today where the Democrats are basically trying to act like the Corleone family and threaten to take everybody to the mattresses for a government shutdown. It's all really, in my opinion, it's to deflect. They're trying to distract from all the successes President Trump has had on the economy. You want to give us a thought on that before we got a skedaddle here?
1: well to to me that also i say this you know when i talk to large audiences that everybody drives over the same bridge Mm -hmm. on their way to work and without someone to repair that bridge and keep it upright same thing with the railroads and uh airliners it's all democrats and republicans riding those facilities Mm -hmm. and if we don't have the people to, to keep them in shape then everybody's affected so Uh, that's the basic message i bring out there democrat or republican i don't care right but what you know you have to have people that know how to build civilization right and the shenanigans i I don't think if the government shuts down i don't really think anybody's going to notice
4: i I won't either and in fact that may be that may be the problem for the government for the for both parties is people might realize how little government we need right
1: well, there's that. I mean, if you were running the hot dog stand at uh, Yellowstone Park, yeah, may, maybe it'll affect you. Mm. Well, uh, you know, if they close close the park, where well, you don't have any customers. But mm-hmm. other than that, I, I don't. I don't think it's anyone's really going to notice.
4: Well, John Ratzenberger, thank you so much for being here. So much fun and such an honor to talk to you. I hope everybody comes out. I'm going to continue to give more information on this event as as I go about the next couple weeks. It's February 17th. It's an education forum in Anaheim. The website is returnshopclass.com. Thank you for all you do to to make us have fun and laughter and uh, restoring shop class and helping students.
1: Oh, well, says I'm just trying to save Western civilization. That's all. <laughs> all
4: right, John. Thank you <laughs> okay. so much. Have a great night.
1: Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh-huh.
4: All right, guys, we're going to take a break. When we come back. We got our final segment on tonight's Andrew K. Show. Don't go anywhere.
0: AM 1170.
6: Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay spelled K-A-Y-E.
0: Forever My Girl is a modern day prodigal son story. Country music star Liam Page never got over Josie, his one true love he left at the altar. But when he returns to his hometown years later, he's faced with the consequences of all he left behind.
9: Why'd you leave my mama? I was
0: young. I got lost.
9: But you found your way be back now,
10: right?
0: By your way back home in the film NBC Raves will make you laugh, cry and fall in love Forever My Girl rated PG parental guidance suggested now playing
1: Larry Elder here with a stunning idea, Hawaii. Give your sweetheart an amazing summer cruise of the Hawaiian Islands with me and my fellow talk show hosts, Hugh Hewitt and Mike Gallagher. It's the 2018 Aloha Talkers Hawaii Cruise, August 11th through the 18th, discussing the state of our country while island hopping in paradise. For details, just log on to am1170theanswer.com and use the keyword aloha. That's am1170theanswer.com, keyword aloha. We are going to have a great time.
7: If you don't have an estate plan, then the state
5: Attention military families and vets. Your VA loan benefit now grants you a cash-out, 100% refi, with rates in the threes. Fellow veteran Sonia Hadley has also earned her stripes in mortgage lending. She's done all kinds of loans over the last 30 years, and now she's uncovered an exclusive VA benefit you won't find elsewhere. With sky-high home prices and rock-bottom interest rates, there's never been a better time to lock down a lower payment and tap up to 100% of your home's equity to pay off debts, do improvements, whatever you like. Approval is quick and easy with Sonia's in-house underwriting from Arbor Financial. She'll even come to you. Sonia also has a VA streamline refi with no income documentation, no appraisal, and no credit report. Call Sonia at Arbor Financial to see if you qualify for the cash out 100% refi. Today's rates are in the threes, so call 833-MY-VA-LOAN. 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 833-MY-VA-LOAN.
6: We know how much you value your child's education. We also know how hard it can be sometimes to balance the importance of that education with the cost. That's why we started the Half Off Tuition Campaign. Visit am1170theanswer.com and see the list of participating schools and get ready. Because on Tuesday, February 6th at 3 p.m., we'll give you the special phone number to call to enroll your child in the school of your choice for half the regular tuition. Log on to am1170theanswer.com. That's am1170theanswer.com. AM 1170 The Answer You're listening to the Andrea K show on AM 1170 The Answer
4: Welcome back to the Andrea K show This show was almost I only got a few minutes left and I and I had to before we wrapped up the show, I just had such an amazing time talking to John Ratzenberger. You know, he's kind, He might be. You know, my, he might be. He's in contention for my hero of the week because how many actors? Dude doesn't need to be spending the time that he's doing going around trying to restore shop classes and caring about kids and the future of America, um, but he does. And you know who else has that same heart? It's my friend Bob Walters. He's actually the organizer and the one who started the event that John Ratzenberger is going to be speaking at next month in Anaheim. And I'm going to continue to make that. Uh, information known, because you know what? It's open to everybody. You can go and listen to John Ratzenberger speak. You can uh, He's going to have Q&A afterwards. So joining me now to tell everybody how they can get more information and once again talk about the importance of this event is my friend Bob Walters. Hey, Bob.
10: Hello how you doing Andrea?
4: Well I'm good I'm just I'm just getting over my goosies from interviewing John Ratzenberger um, who is just so amazing but so are you because you know what Bob you could be like like John Ratzenberger you could be retired somewhere just living the life of Riley and not caring about kids and students and instead you've decided to work hard for them and you're having this event it's, it's John Ratzenberger is going to be speaking but you're also going to have other people there correct and other activities tell everybody a little bit we don't have a huge amount of time but if you can give a little bit more overview of the event.
10: Okay. We're going to have Marshall Tuck there also speaking. He's a candidate for state superintendent of education, almost won last time. And he's a big supporter of shop classes and charter schools. And then we're going to have a lot of uh, politicians there along with educators and the unions, Mm. construction unions. And the purpose is to have them all get to be talking to each other. So between them, they begin to coalesce action steps to actually begin implementing the return of shop classes
4: well, I I plan to be there because you know I'm looking at what a perfect time you know I thought before I got here wow you know the economy's kind of booming back a little bit more is this you know is it the the crisis that we once thought it was to bring shop classes back yes because you know it's actually the perfect time for all this because we've got an easing up of regulation on businesses we've got uh, the lower taxation now we've got some growth going it's the perfect time now we're going to have an explosion and we need to have apprentices we need to have kids learning these trades and these skills, saving them from incurring $200,000 in debt unnecessarily. It's the perfect time for all this to be coming together.
10: I agree. And of course, all kids are not the same. They're not all equal. So the ones that really are not ready to go to four-year university, they need to have a good life option as well. Right. And shop classes will give them that. And we're thinking about even bringing back to ROTC. Mm. Option and alternative so that kids don't feel like failures if they don't go to a four-year university. Awesome. And uh, can't, can't achieve it. So there's a good life for them. Absolutely. That's what we're trying to address.
4: Well, thank you so much. i got to leave it there. The uh, web, website is returnshopclass.com. All the info that you need for that event. And thank you so much, Bob. Yes, thank you. All Take right. Care. Okay, now. Um, we've only got a couple minutes left. So first of all, I got to give a shout out to a friend of mine on Facebook, Karen Von, Von Alman, Karen Von who had to put both of her parents in hospice. I got to give a shout out to her. She's a, she's a fr- friend of mine on Facebook. Great gal, a great patriot, and really a, a, a tough situation she's in. And so I got to give a shout out to her. I'm thankful for her. Um, in terms of... Uh, this is usually when I give out my awards for hero of the week and stink of the week. I got to tell you, I think John Ratzenberger is a hero of mine. Um, you know, the perpetual hero of the week is always our military and our law enforcement officers, as well as our firemen, those out there putting them, their lives on the line for Americans every day. But you know what? It's also the heroes, the people that make a choice to put, to, to do for others when they don't have to. You know, who who could be living the life of Riley, but decide they're going to go and serve others. The vo- the people who volunteer to serve Americans like John Ratzenberger, like Bob Walters. These people, don't, they've got the money. They don't have to do this. They're, they're heroes of mine. The stink of the week. I've tried to avoid this subject um, and this and what's happened. But this family situation in Paris. When I heard the details of what happened to this family, I sat and bawled in a parking lot. We too many people turned ahead and ignored some signs that was happening with this family, and you know that should never be happening in this country. We need to do better for our children. There is collective stink right now on the part of of america with what happened with this family i can't leave it on that negative note so i'm going to end with the nothing good comes from eating sushi segment did you hear about the the Calif- the fresno dude who went to the that doctor had a five and a half dude. foot long tapeworm
1: and there were still some left inside he had to kill with medicine <laughs>
4: learn from this tonight here's your public service announcement he was eating raw salmon sashimi every day let me tell you people say to me andrew you from new orleans y'all eat seafood we cook it down there we're all about the seasonings and the cooking and the sauces right do you eat sushi
1: no well the
4: closest thing is avocado roll this this concludes the Nothing Good Comes From Eating Sushi segment here. And this concludes another week of the Andrea K Show. Thank you to everybody who was watching and commenting on Facebook Live. Thank you to my amazing guest, Sydney Powell, John Ratzenberger, Bob Walters. Thank you all to everybody out there who's supporting the show. Let's keep the conversation rolling all the time on social media. And I'll be right back here Monday night, 6 to 7 p.m. live.
7: The Andrea Kay Show is sponsored by Andrea Kay.